Welcome back to Deep in Bear Country, a Berenstain Bearcast. I'm your host, Phil Gonzalez, and if I sound a little weird, it's because I'm using a lav mic instead of my regular mic, because this is part of a uh, jumbo video that I've made. And by jumbo, I mean like slightly five minutes longer if you're watching it on video. And the only way you're watching it on video is if you're watching it on patreon.com forward slash deep in bear country. Although uh, I might release this video a little bit later into the general public, but for now it's solely on patreon.com forward slash deep in bear country in which I walk you through this week's book, Christmas Extravaganza. That's right. It's the Berenstain Bears Trim the Tree uh, if you wanted to see all the interior images from this book as I discovered them myself, oh boy, was it exciting! But you don't get you don't get that audio-wise because there's really not a whole lot. There's really not a whole lot to see. Uh, I mean, I could. I mean, I'll probably tell you what happens, but you're not going to get to see it. You're not going to get to see it. Um, but it's the Baron St. Bears Trim the Tree from 2007. This is a Jan and Mike Berenstain Berenstain Bears book. It is a secular book and it is a lift the flap book and it is a Berenstain Bears book, uh, HarperCollins. This is good old HarperCollins. It's super glossy, which makes it hard to look at sometimes. Every single page in this book is super glossy. It reflects light back at you. I don't feel good about that, but I'll also tell you, makes lifting the flaps a lot easier. So what is this book about? Well, on the back, it tells us. Uh, the Baron St. Bears get ready for Christmas in this dazzling new lift the flap book, and it is dazzling. It reflects light back in your eyes. Christmas is just around the corner, and everyone in the Bear family wants to help decorate the tree. Brother and sister hang the wreath, Papa carries the tree, and even Honey Bear puts the star at the top, and thanks for spoiling the end of the story. That's how it, that's pretty much the end of the story. Uh, the latest Berenstain Bears book includes 13 flaps that open to reveal hidden surprises that are sure to put everyone in your family in the Christmas spirit. Maybe not my family. My family is primarily Jewish, but uh, other families, maybe? I mean, I'm always in the Christmas spirit. I'm not Jewish, but you know, I, I by default celebrate most Jewish holidays because I'm here and I live with my family and they are Jewish. So, uh, but I, I celebrate Christmas, kind of keep it confined to my own personal space until like close to the holiday. Then I let it spread out, share the wealth. Uh, the Baron St. Bears trim the tree, but what is this book about? What is this lift the flap book about? Uh, well, it's about them trimming, it's about them trimming the tree, but it's mostly about, but, 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 but sweet secrets. Uh, it's not just, the Christmas tree. It's the tree tree. They live in a tree. They're bears. They live in a giant tree down a sunny dirt road deep in bear country. Of course, it's mostly about that. They trim the tree house, the bear's tree house. Um, and they do a good job at it too. We get a couple of flaps in the first page with Papa bringing the tree in the front door and sister looking for honey bear who is hiding behind a wreath. Uh, and we have the early stages of, of, tree decorating. We have Mama trying to untangle a bunch of unruly Christmas tree lights. We have Brother getting stuff out of the boxes. We have Sister just trying to corral the children. We have the pets getting into everything. Uh, decorating has never been a big part of my modern adult life. I've never had the time, the inkling, or the budget to decorate big. But when I was a child, 
Decorating for Christmas was a huge deal, a really big deal. Uh, we had the, the special boxes that only came out once a year. Dad would haul out his ladder, he'd hang lights all over the outside of the house. Uh, we'd go out and buy the Christmas tree at a Christmas tree farm, sometimes far out from where the house was. Usually it was very cold by that point. And I grew up in Houston, Texas, which you don't think of as getting cold, but for some reason, my memories are of sleety, ice bitterly cold trips to the christmas tree farm to find a to find a tree they are uh they were they were they're wonderful memories i have this really weird memory of the night we went to get this tree and i could be conflating two nights but it was it was approaching christmas and there was this christmas special that came on nbc i don't remember what the point of it was all i remember is it had gary coleman in it and i think mr t i think that was the big selling point it was gary coleman and mr t and it wasn't very good. Even as a small child, I knew that it wasn't very good. But I remember it being very sleety and very cold out for Houston. And uh, getting the tree that night. I believe we went to get the tree that night. So, And we would haul it in. Sap and pine needles would go everywhere. And my dad would have to you know, cut it down to the right height. Uh, I mean, he was usually pretty good at determining the right height in the first place. My dad is no slouch when it comes to like being exact about things. Then uh, you you get the end of it screwed into the stand. You'd pour in the water. You'd put down the tree skirt, and you'd have a Christmas tree that would slowly disintegrate over the next few weeks. Um, and then, of course, as my parents wrapped presents, which I assume they did after we went to bed, never was sure of the timeline and all that. Uh, the presents would begin appearing under the tree. We'd wake up in the morning. There'd be more and more presents under the tree. So my parents operated. Uh, as things got prepared, not Santa presents. Those came later. Uh, those were those, Santa presents. Santa never brought wrapped presents. Santa brought unwrapped presents to our house. So we would just find toys in the morning. But my parents would wrap family presents. And uh, then on Christmas Day, usually Christmas was held at our house because we had the largest house of everyone in the family. We didn't have a huge house, but it was big for like our extended family. It was a, two, a, a good sized two story. And not everyone had those in my family growing up. So uh, and with, with a good size living room, we had a dining room and a, and a, and a little kitchen area. So uh, you could generally fit like people from both sides of the family in there. And uh, all the presents would get pushed under the tree. Someone would be designated the Santa Claus. As I got older, I would play Santa Claus and I would hand out gifts to the family members. Anyway, that's just a long way of saying that decorating was a big part. My, we had the same decorations year after year. Uh, eventually, you know, my mom would add stuff. When she got into like making handicrafts, she made these like Coke can covers that you, you would actually like put or build around a Coke can. That would be like a Santa or a snowman, an elf maybe. I don't know. We had these candles that she never lit because they were musical candles. And when they were exposed to a bright light, like a candle flame, they would play Christmas music. You did not want these lit because they would just play an endlessly shrill rendition of a Christmas song. Uh, little dishes would go out with ribbon candies. Uh, wreath would go in the front door. Garland would go up and around. And the tree was, of course, covered in tinsel. It was covered in ornaments dating back to when we were children. There'd be these stiff ribbons uh, that would decorate things. It was, it was just a lot. And we always had the same... Uh, my mom, we had this one angel that went on top of the tree, but eventually my mom made a new angel uh, with like, like uh, beadwork, and I, I can't even think of what it was made out of. Like it was wicker or something, I don't know. She made this beautiful angel, like cross, like stitched, hand stitched, something, and that would go on the top of the tree. That was our Christmas tree, the same every year. Uh, 
So the bears seem to have their little tradition, and uh, Honey Bear is trying to help. Uh, the cat is, of course, into everything, uh, grabbing at the ribbons and stuff. But what, what we have here is Papa has brought home a Christmas tree that is too large to fit in the house. It is quite, quite tall, and it's bending, like at the top. So he has to find his saw, and... Uh, if you saw, if you were privy to the beginning of this video, when I actually showed you the pages, Papa finds his saw in his hat, but the hat is like, it's, he has his hand on his head, like he's scratching his head, but his hand is also in his hat, and then he's like, where's my saw? And then you lift the flap, and you, and you remove the hat, and his hand is holding the saw, and he's like, oh, there it is. It's in my hat, like, it doesn't make any sense. I cannot emphasize enough how little that makes sense it's like a real stretch for a lift the flat book for a bunch of four-year-olds. Um, so Papa saws the top off the tree. And I never, I mean, I guess I kind of understand why you saw the top off the tree and not the bottom off the tree. It's probably easier, but it, to me, it makes more sense to saw the bottom off the tree. Maybe that's hard. Is that hard tree people to saw the bottom off of a tree? Because you saw the top off, you get a stumpy tree. Like it doesn't come to a point anymore. It goes up and then it goes across and then it goes down. You have a flat tree, and that's literally what happens in this book. Papa saws the top off the tree, and it looks like a headless tree. Um, he also gets covered in pine needles. It's very cute. And so does, and uh, little, little honey bear, she gets covered in pine sap. And, and, and it's gross. It's like, it looks like, it kind of looks like she has like the Captain Trips disease from the stand. Like ropes of, ropes of snot are coming out of her. It's pine sap, but... Looks gross, and, the, and the, the dog and the cat are interested in it. So, uh, suddenly Sister Bear's like, I want to put my silver angel on top of the tree. And Papa Bear's like, well, let's go up to the attic and get them, get them ornaments. So they go up to the attic, and they start looking around at stuff. We find, uh, we find Brother Bear's snoozer dog, which is, a, I guess, a stuffed dog he liked. But it's inside, it's inside the radio that Ms. McGriz had that they helped her clear out of their attic. Um, Sister Bear finds her old dollhouse, Brother Bear finds a toy airplane. And there's all kinds of stuff in the house. Uh, the, the toy airplane has like a World War II, like, argh, face on it, and their little dog is, is making that, that, little lady, I think is her name, is making that argh, face at the, at the airplane. Old model airplane. Um, so they get the, they get the tree decorated, uh, Brother finds the Christmas star, and they hold Honey Bear up, she puts the star on top of the tree, the cat's batting at ornaments like cats will do, and I thought that the angel was gonna go on top of the tree, because sister makes this big deal, and then all of a sudden she's like, where's my favorite ornament? And that's when I'm like, oh, it's an ornament, it's not, you know, like, it's not a, a topper, they call them tree toppers. So she's like, where's my favorite ornament? And you would think, this is the plot of the book now, this is, this is, but no, like, one... One line later, she discovers that Honey Bear has, has taken it. Like, she's just holding the box. And it says Angel on it. You open it up, and there's a silver angel that they just hang on the tree. Now, here's the anticlimax. Uh, she says, oh, look, cries sister. Honey Bear has found it. Thank you, Honey Bear. Merry Christmas. That's the end. That's the end of the... The last page just says Merry Christmas, and the bears have hung the, have hung the angel on top of the tree. And that's, uh, that's the Berenstain Bears... Trim the tree. They trim the tree. It's a shiny book. It's a glossy book. Boy, oh boy, don't uh, don't read it when there's like a an exploding sun behind you, because even though you are looking away from the sun, it will reflect off the pages of this book, and uh, you will be blinded by the the exploding sunlight. So don't, please don't do that.
Uh, like I said, this is a Jan and Mike book. 2007, this is after the passing of Stan and around the time that uh, Mike's name started appearing on the books along with his mother's. Uh, they had moved over to HarperCollins. Uh, HarperCollins? I always get this confused. Yes, they had moved over to HarperCollins by this point. And Mike made a point a couple of years ago of talking a little bit about the transition from, uh, from Random House to HarperCollins. And part of their frustration was that Random House wasn't interested in, uh, in shaking up the format. They just wanted the 8x8 books. This is an 8x8 book, but the Random House just wanted the 8x8 books. And uh, one thing I didn't know, uh, but that he, he clarified, is that they didn't have an exclusive contract with Random House. It was, they, you know, obviously they had some kind of legal contract with them, but they could take the Bears to any publisher. Uh, they own the rights to the Bears. The, there was no exclusivity, so they, they wanted to do more interesting things with the formats of these books, but Random House wasn't interested, and that's when they... That's when they moved over to HarperCollins. And I believe they moved over to HarperCollins starting around the time of the Berenstain Bears Save Christmas, which I haven't covered yet. Uh, but fingers crossed I might be covering it this year, Berenstain Bears Save Christmas. But that's a whole other, that's a whole other story, Berenstain Bears Save Christmas. But uh, so as you can see, this is a lift of the flap book. And uh, the flaps are fun. This is a fun book. It says ages four to eight. I can't think of any eight-year-olds who are going to find this thing very interesting. It's simple. There's not much of a story. It's got some cute pictures. There's actually like a few really nice pictures in here. First of all, it's super colorful and very, very nice to look at. Like, But after like Honey Bear gets covered in sap, you see Mama in the background cleaning her off with like this sort of annoyed expression on her face. And uh, I can't think of the cat's name. Kitty... Kitty Time, Kitty Galore, what's her name? Uh, the cat's name, the cat is licking her paw because we saw earlier that she was all about all about that sticky pine sap. So uh, that's the Berenstain Bears Trim the Tree. Uh, again, it's a cute book. It's a cute Christmas book and it's, and it's for sale. You can still buy this book. It's still published by HarperCollins. Uh, it's still available. And I'm gonna say, if you have like a five-year-old or so, like a kid who just likes a good sturdy lift the flat book and you're looking for something to mix up Christmas, not get overly preachy. Nothing about the true meaning of Christmas. Nothing about, uh, certainly nothing about Jesus or God or anything like that. If you want something that's purely secular, purely fun, purely just about the joy of trimming a tree and getting the ornaments out of the attic, Bears and Bears Trim the Tree. It's about taking care of their house. It's about having a good time. That's all I really got to say about it. There's not a whole lot to say about this book. I've already discussed Christmas trees on this show, so there's n I can't really go into much detail about the history of the Christmas tree, because I already did that when I covered the history of Christmas. Was it last year? Two years ago? Uh, I had a good time. If you're interested, go back to my old Christmas episodes. I really, I really, I really co cover them a lot. But uh, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to see where this goes. I have some other books I could cover, but I'm also interested in the Berenstain Bears Save Christmas. However, like I said, it's a whomping huge story. Not the book. I mean, the book is. The, the story behind the book is whomping huge. So, and I want to make sure I get it right. I've, I've talked to Mike about it. I've gotten some information from him in the past. But I want to I make sure I do right by the story of the Berenstain Bears Save Christmas. Because it's a doozy. It goes a lot into the, into the transition from Random House to HarperCollins. It goes a lot into the... Uh, 
the uh, like what was happening in the Berenstain Bears world as as Stan was approaching his final years. Um, it goes a lot. It's it's a lot about like the creativity behind the Bears, the extension of the Bears franchise, the extension of the Bears as characters, where we where where the family wanted to take the Bears, and kind of the roadblocks along the way. Uh, it's an interesting story, and I I hope to get to it. And maybe even if I don't get to it this season, maybe I'll cover it anyway outside of Christmas, just because I think it's a story that deserves to be told and told well. Uh, but but if I don't get to it yet, trust me, I've got a ton of other Christmas books to get to. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. But like I said, thank you for joining me. Uh, this is a initially Patreon video. Uh, I am in front of my, my garbage setup. Like literally I'm surrounded by like old Diet Coke bottles and, uh, and boxes and such. I am not a neat person. I intended for this to be videoed in a different location, but I couldn't get it to work, so ended up here. Uh, thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for being patrons on Patreon.com. And if you're listening to this, if you're not a patron on Patreon.com, go to Patreon.com forward slash Deep in Bear Country for very little a month, you can get some bonus materials. Uh, but regardless of whether or not you're a Patreon patron, I appreciate everyone who listens to the show. Tell your friends, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, I haven't gotten one in a couple of years. So if you like the show, review it. Uh, drop me a five-star review and um, I'll appreciate it. And I'll see you all next time, deep in bear country. <laughs>